0: We're on the edge of green
1: us weirdos have to stick together, the show where a couple of weirdos talk all about She-Ra and the princesses of power. My name is Nobody, and I'm joined by the most wanted from on the Boiling Isles, it's Chloe. How are you today, Chloe? <laughs> uh, well,
2: apparently we uh, took a wrong turn somewhere trying to fly to Beast Island yeah. there, <laughs> and, uh, we ended up somewhere else, apparently. You didn't stop that I couldn't stop myself from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, you, you were fine to fit just last week. <laughs> we got, went oh, back to no. after two weeks and not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you do it so many times, eventually
1: you're gonna slip up. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I can't wait until we're on like season sixteen of this show, and I'm having to remember which. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, when we're both like in our fucking forties. <laughs> Uh, Ugh, (laughs) jeez. Horrifying. (laughs) Ah, god, I don't even know (laughs) what we'd be doing at that point. (laughs) Like, they keep canceling a lot of queer cartoons, what else would there be at that point? (laughs) For, on, like, a 16th show. Well, eventually
1: we're gonna mutate into a pirate radio show that just broadcasts uh, safe passage for queer folks through the states.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh I mean hey that's not as unreasonable and unrealistic as you might think where we're going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. But you know, yeah, it's been it's been a fucking week on uh online, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, in last week's episode we talked a lot about Twitter and boy howdy has that gone down since then?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, that fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I really I really do wonder if it mostly comes down to the fact that his kid is trans and said, fuck you, get out of my life.
1: <laughs> I mean...
2: Or, or if it is just him thinking that he's the smartest boy ever and therefore has all the solutions.
1: Honestly, I think it was just a pump and dump strategy. Like, he said he was going to do it mm-hmm. and didn't realize he was going to be legally bound to do it. I... I... <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I can only hope that. Uh, I mean, I definitely saw that. Like uh, at the time when he like tweeted out that very Trumpian word salad tweet about like how the like, activists are killing the advertisers on the site, that that's exactly the same time when Tesla stock was taking a massive dip. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the least, h- him fucking around with Twitter is also starting to tank uh, Tesla, because <laughs> apparently, when you decide to tie them so intricately together the effects of one affect the other well yeah that but
1: also like up until now he's had the luxury of pretending to be a smart person because he's just the CEO of this car company that makes super cool cars
2: yeah, like the the only times people really knew that he was a charlatan was whenever you heard of like any of his rockets blowing up, or when he like taunt like flaunted about the uh Cybertruck's windows being unbreakable, and then it immediately breaking on
1: yeah. on the fucking display like two seconds <laughs> like, later. People who pay attention knew he was a clown all along. Yeah, but which, this is yeah, the first time I think he's
2: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was you who mentioned it on the podcast last time that it's like, oh yeah, the Cybertruck thing happened twice. I only I only knew that it happened once, like when it was first introduced. <laughs> I didn't know that. It did that again. Oh no! I mean, but yeah, it happens like,
1: twice in a row. Like he threw the no. baseball at the window. It broke, and he goes, "Okay, well, let's try the back window. That surely won't break it." <laughs> uh,
2: I, okay, I think I only saw the clip of the first yeah, one. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, people he are like just what made other fool of
1: himself. <laughs>
2: Yep. Remember when that Star Trek episode uh, taunted him, like, uh, not taunted, like, flaunted him as, like, one of the like greatest inventors of all time? Oh, I think the
1: Simpsons
2: also do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. I hope that the writers of both those episodes are really kicking themselves in the shins at this point. <laughs> 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 Putting him up at the same, like, level as the Wright brothers, you know, the people that invented Flight, whereas this guy anything that he tries to make fly blows up on the fucking launch platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The, 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 my favorite tweet of all this that I saw was people being like, can you imagine trying to live on a Mars colony run by this man at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it would not. It would not go over. I mean, assuming that you actually make it there, as opposed to dying immediately as soon as you get on the fucking starship.
1: <laughs> uh, attention, citizens. Yeah. Shut down your oxygen, and you will be informed if you still have a job by whether you continue to breathe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at like the list of all the different departments that he's killed off and fired, and it's like, oh, this makes perfect sense now. It doesn't actually seem random, because <laughs> it's, of course, all the people that were doing any content moderation or, you know, information verification teams.
1: Well, that's true, but it's more than that. The, the staff that he laid off over the weekend were laid off based on the number of lines of code they wrote last year. Which is to say, the people who wrote the least lines of code were the ones who got laid off. Which is to say, the ones who were doing the most difficult problems are the ones who got laid off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's them and also, like, content moderation people. And of course, you know, he's introducing the whole, like, pay $8 for verification thing the day before the general election. That's not definitely going to cause problems whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... You know, for. A lot of shit besides just information about the election. Definitely oh, not. I assume
1: Twitter will survive until the election.
2: <laughs> uh, hmm, fair. I mean, that is only three days away now at this point. <laughs> so, as we've seen, a lot has happened in the last eight days. A lot can still happen in the next three. Yeah. 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 Can I talk about something that's actually fun and enjoyable compared to... Yeah, all means. ...bullshit? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually finally started playing, like, another video game after really just, like, kind of maintaining with what I've had, like, playing, tick- like, tipping away at more, like, Xenoblade and Splatoon over the last nice. month or so. Because I, I bought uh this little, like, PS1-era-inspired horror indie game called Signalis, which I believe... I think that's how you pronounce it. It's German for Signaled. I know that, because there's a lot of, like, German and Chinese... <laughs> like messages and stuff in it and it is it is very much like in that old style like original resident evil or silent hill of like you have like the kind of like top down view you only have like six spaces for inventory because the game is like oh comrade you can't uh, go ahead and like be greedy and carry lots of stuff on you you gotta be nice to everybody else by letting them have stuff that they can carry so you can only have six things and apparently like they're actually looking into like how they can actually like try and, like, do some accessibility thing of, like, making it a little bit more balanced for people, because, like, that game definitely also has a lot of those, like, Resident Evil last puzzles of find this key for this place, or put these, like, little, like, matric dolls together to, like, weigh down a plate so you can take the thing off the plate kind of deal, and you have to carry a lot of stuff and in your inventory is a result, so you have to, like, backtrack a lot to dump stuff off. <laughs> but, yeah, they're trying to figure out a way to, like, still make it be oppressive in a way, but not be as (laughs) limiting, because, I mean, like, there's also, like, some uh, memory puzzles in that game that people are like, yeah, even though there's, like, an in-game camera item, it still takes a slot in your inventory to use, and you still have to, like, actually remember to carry with you. (laughs) Much like I like the flashlight item, it also (laughs) takes up a slot. So that game really does want you to not carry a lot of stuff, which means, also, you probably shouldn't try to fight every, like, weird Android zombie thing because I'll <laughs> see you run out of ammo real quick, but that's also like I mean that's how like even like Resident Evil Two remake is you're not supposed to like really go and kill everything. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's very like mind screwy. It's got like a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I immediately caught on to the fact that the game tried to pull a fast one on me with a fake ending because uh, I played Undertale already. I know when your shit is uh, fucking weird because I can tell the title screen's different, so you can't pull it out on me, game. This is not the actual ending, but yeah. it's. Uh, I think I'm at the last third of the game. Like I got to, to the very... I think it's three chapters, and I got to chapter three, which is after that fake ending, so... it's uh, It's really... It's really a really weird setting, because, I mean, a lot of it is, like, very much, like, kind of, like, Soviet-Russia-inspired thing, with, like, people talking about, like, you gotta do your service to the great nation, nation in K- with a capital N, and they don't ever name, the like, the, the nation or anything, because it's just, like, a bunch of, like, different planets under this, like, rule of, like, I forget the name of, like, the lady who's in charge, but it's, like, her and her daughter, and it's, like, it's all also in capitals, where it's, like, daughter has capitalized and everything, and it's, like, this society sounds like it sucks. <laughs> this society does not sound good, <laughs> but uh, you don't see it as much because you're just mostly dealing with like a weird like mining facility with you know android zombies. Well, okay. so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think like I said, I think I'm near the end. It's like a little like twenty dollar game. Obviously, you probably shouldn't play it if you don't like like inventory management or horror games, or also have like. Epilepsy, because there are a lot of times when there's like a lot of like flashing stuff on the screen to mess around with you. So be forewarned about that. <laughs> but it's got a, it's got a neat uh, uh, option in the like, the display settings to make it also have like a CRTV like filter around <laughs> it, so it looks like you're actually playing a proper like PS One game.
1: <laughs> so That's pretty. Yeah, that is very cool. I would yeah. have hopes there would be a setting to like remove the, the epilepsy-inducing flashing lights, but
2: uh, it's, it's mostly because, like, there are certain parts where you find enemies that, like, shoot out, like, radio broadcasts. Because, like, one of the items you get early is, like, a radio module that you need to actually, like, tune into to solve some puzzles. And you basically need to, like, tune your radio to their frequencies that they put up in order to, like, counteract them and eventually kill them. Because, like, the WC will just have, like, a number flash on the screen really briefly. So you're kind of trying to do that while also dealing with, like, other enemies trying to attack you. So, I I, I feel like they could figure out a way to, like make that more accessible but obviously i'm not a game developer so i can't say (laughs) how but yeah a lot a lot of the that stuff is like more to like in service of the weird shit going on (laughs) on that ice planet so yeah (laughs) that i still kind of don't know what's going on but i think i'm getting there
1: (laughs) well okay that's uh sounds like a good time sort of i mean yeah, like as long as obviously,
2: yeah, like yeah, as long as you don't actually suffer seizures and everything from flashing lights, <laughs> and also you can deal with like the stress of having to run back and forth to like switch out items. Right, a lot. right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
1: I know. I played more Hades. so beat it four times so far, which is apparently not enough.
2: <sighs> yeah, I, like I said last time, I think it's ten
1: to get the uh, the credits. That is frustrating, but it feels good to have a possibility of finishing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like, you, you've defeated Hades four times, like, you know, what? like, really, once you get over, like, that first hurdle where you, like, like, kill him the first time, it seems like, it's definitely, like, it gets easier, because, again, you can, like, do the pact of punishment stuff, so you can reset the rewards, so you can keep upgrading your weapons mm-hmm. and stuff, and, make, like, get those different aspects and whatnot. And also, like, obviously, once you, like, learn boss patterns, it's like, okay, I know what they're gonna do. Unless you activate the Pact of Punishment that adds uh, a third phase to Hades and gives him even more attacks, <laughs> which I have I have never done myself yet. But, uh, it also adds a, like, different third musical track, because, like, you remember, like, when the self-bar goes down the first time and goes to the second where it like, plays that sick guitar <laughs> riff, and it's like, oh, fuck. Here's the actual fight. Yeah, it does that again with a third version. refused refuse
1: to learn boss patterns. It doesn't
2: happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because like you've never really played like the Souls games cool. or anything, right? Extremely yeah,
0: not
1: so. my style.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, what weapon did you end up uh, liking? Last... Oh
1: goodness, um, mostly I think I like the shield, but that is because well, the shield and the spear. Yeah, the... If the spear has one specific this upgrade, but. Mm-hmm. The thing is, just that because I refuse to learn how anything moves, uh, mostly what that <laughs> means is I'm just constantly dodging. So the fact that I can throw the this sh- this shield and have it ricochet I, I around mean, the room—that's really helpful.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, you're not really supposed to try to like tank hits in that game just because healing is so limited. Like, you really are supposed to like dodge through stuff more. Like, obviously, if you have the shield, you can, like, have it held out when you're doing, like, the bolt charge or whatever, and it, everything that hits the shield will block off of it and not do any damage to you, but, like, that's the one exception, really. Yes, but I
1: assume the game you, design is you, not you, intending you to be dodging six times per second and refusing to hit the attack button. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, and sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do to set it up, but yeah, like, that's why, I like, a lot of that, like damage on hit things, like Doom, where it's like, okay, I just had to hit them once, and then I'll just see this, like, Doom stack up a lot and just kill them in a few seconds. Just hit them once and run the fuck away. Honestly,
1: the weapon doesn't super matter to me, as long as I can get one of the ones that uh, do damage when you dodge. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, but, like, they all obviously, like, play very differently. Like, for some reason, I've just never been good with the sword, and I think it's just because I don't like the special on the sword. Just that, like, like overhand swing mm-hmm. with, the, like, the little bit of AoE in front of you. Because it's, like, again, that has you have to be, like, a lot closer with that than, like, most of the other weapons. Except, except like, the, what do you call it? the f- Twin Fist. For some reason, I like the Twin Fist, but I like it because, like, you have the Magnet Upgrade on it is one of the aspects where you can just basically pull an enemy towards yeah. you and then just hit them. It's, like, I like getting that with, like, Doom on that because it's, like, okay, well, I'm just pulling them towards me. They're going to even, like, with Doom and take more damage anyway from the Magnet debuff. <laughs> Just punch him once and something, and run the fuck away.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like get the boon that strikes lightning every time you dodge, and just bring down yeah, a lightning yeah. storm while your weapon is bouncing around doing its own thing. You know, that's all I need.
2: <laughs> yeah. No strategy, like, no plan, uh, just I, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or again, you just like uh, max out Artemis a lot, since so you just get a bunch of crits. <laughs> It's just like, okay, well, I just need to hit you once and hope that uh, it cr- procs the crit chance. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess, what I'm doing these days. But also, uh, today is Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday, which means it's Warhammer release day, which means I have just spent <laughs> a number that I am not comfortable saying on the air of <laughs> money on Plastic Dwarfs. <laughs>
2: There's a distinction between us. I will definitely show my entire ass with the, like, $1,000 worth of Owl House bullshit I bought. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, you don't have to. it's not,
1: like, like for the Owl House stuff you bought, right? That's, like, reasonably priced and good for your money.
2: Yeah, and and that was also, like, not in one go, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, but like, like, yeah, it would be like around a hundred for the plushies at a time. But that's also because I'm like ordering them together because you can't separate the game plushies,
1: (laughs) right? Whereas, like these plastic dwarf models, because they are Warhammer models, cost like ten dollars a piece, and you need I don't know a hundred of them to have an army. So (laughs) it's not good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I've always been a little interested in getting to like, those kind of, like, figurines and painting them, but at the same time, I also know that they are really expensive. Yeah, they super are. <laughs> me-, me, Meanwhile, literally, like, three feet away from me and a little bit up on my left are Gundam models, one of those, uh, like, two of those being, like, $80 to $100 models, because they're, like, the perfect grade ones. <laughs> <laughs> or real grade? I think they're, I-, I forget At some point, they added, like, another grade, because there's, like, the little guy, there's, like, the master grade, and then there's, like, uh real grade and like perfect grade it's like yeah like they, they basically like at one point they did like a fourth tier <laughs> of them it's like how specific and intricate they are with all sorts of tiny ass little stickers i'm like i'm just not going to try to put those stickers <laughs> on Okay, at least I finally continued working on full armor Gundam and actually made like the armor plating on it. So at this point it's really just the weapons and all the shields yeah. it has. Because for some reason this Gundam has like six shields like, attached on its back. I so it. yeah, I just gotta work on that basically to finish that one. I, finally. Admit,
1: I don't know a lot about I... Gundam building, but I feel like, just based on my Warhammer experience, I feel like Gundam building mm-hmm. might be more, not easy, but like, welcoming, so to speak
2: yeah it's it's definitely like uh if you you know if you don't go like crazy at first with like the higher quality ones that are also like close to like a hundred dollars mm-hmm. like most of the little most of the smaller ones are like 15 bucks or so and like they don't take very long to put together it mostly comes down to like again like how intricate they are like the the more sophisticated ones like actually have like fingers that have individual digits so they Ooh. can actually like properly hold their weapons as opposed to the other ones is having like their hand in like a fist with like yeah, a yeah, little like hole <laughs> yeah basically and also like uh the lower grade ones like have their coloration a little not off but like not again not as like specific as it is in the show yeah. so it's like they always come with like painting uh instructions on them of like here's what color you should get if you want to actually like really work on this to make it look better but it's not necessary and it's also like you know you don't have to if you don't want to <laughs> because it's also more of an investment.
1: I don't know, I'm just thinking about how, like, in this army of plastic dwarves I've bought, our tank model, the biggest thing we have on the field is three inches tall. (laughs) So, it is a pain to paint them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, I'd say that's probably around the same size as, like, the lower tier Gundams. And, like, the, uh, the higher tier
0: ones. Uh...
2: trying to think of it like i'm looking at them closely maybe it's like actually closer to, like five or six inches for the little guys and like closer to, like nine or ten for the other huh. ones i'll have to get a measuring tape later and see i guess
0: <laughs> well, <I'm> okay
2: <laughs> yeah yeah they're not like they're not like tall tall but like they're also not like they're not like amiibo sized they're, they're tall like the, the smaller grade ones are like a little taller than like the biggest amiibos okay really. yeah
1: that is way bigger than these guys
2: then <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess as a uh, wartime, mean, they are probably closer to the size of an amiibo. Than In that
1: no, 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 not at all. Oh. <laughs> they are extraordinarily small. Uh, I think the is not
2: shorter is that Oh, okay.
1: Admittedly, that is at least partly because I'm playing as dwarves. I assume if I was playing a right, full-sized yeah. human, it would be a larger one.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, is, that is true. Like, dwarves are like... Dwarves are, like, what, three and a half to four feet tall in, like, 5e and yeah, something, something like, like that, that, based on their size? There's, there's definitely still medium creatures, because, like, I know, like, halflings and gnomes are, like, more like two and a half to three feet, and they're small. So, yeah, I think I think dwarves are closer. I would go around yeah, four some. feet.
1: I don't, I don't think it's given a specific number, because they don't do that in 5 but, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I know that, like, uh, some of the sources, like, say, like, around their sizes, or, like, how tall they usually are and, like, age and stuff, but it's like, you you don't really have to pay attention to that if you necessarily want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. huh.
2: Yeah, uh, trying to think of anything else really that's gone on since, uh, last time. <laughs> like, I mean, I did my fourth electrolysis earlier in the week, which is why we're recording on a Saturday instead of a right. Thursday. <laughs> so. It's, so, you know, progressing still. It's, like, still mostly working around, like, the, uh, like, neck area. Just because, you know, that's, like, the part that's more shown off when I'm not wearing, like, when I'm wearing a mask anyway. So, yeah, working on that mostly.
1: Well, I hope that goes well for you. Yeah, that is a yeah. long, long journey. It's,
2: yeah, it's, it's just a process. <laughs> Nobody ever said it was fast oh yeah dang okay maybe maybe i'm thinking of inches wrong because you just sent me a picture showing that this dwarf is barely larger than yes, a starburst like one and a half
0: <laughs> <tall>. <laughs>
2: okay yeah so maybe what i'm thinking of is an inch is uh way off then with these gundams <laughs> i'll have to check later and let you know <laughs> but yeah that, that is tiny <laughs> i like that you also just have a starburst on hand for
1: comparison well of course they're the best candy <laughs>
2: Uh, I would I would say the thin Reese's cups. I feel like the I feel like regular Reese's cups are like a little bit too much chocolate. Like there's a little bit too much. That's why I prefer the thin ones. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Starbursts are uh, pretty close second, I think.
1: Well, I guess I won't cause a fuss. I'm just. we so have to agree to disagree. This, this, candy, this,
2: this candy discussion is what kills the podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I'm going to go glimmer mode and decide to do a genocide over candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure enough. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to touch on, or shall we both go glimmer mode? <laughs> I guess we...
2: I mean, I guess we went Kirby mode two weeks ago. I guess we gotta go Glimmer mode, I suppose, huh? yeah. <laughs> uh, you can spoil this for me. How long the season five until she gets better?
1: Um, that's a hard question to answer. Like, oh. it is a learning journey.
2: <laughs> okay. It's it's kind of not like how, like, uh, with Hunter, where it's like, you saw, like, the glimpse of it, but it really wasn't until, like, Season two, episode sixteen, when he was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah," Yeah, where like all immediately like snapped together.
1: Yeah, she will over the course of the next few episodes be going through the process of learning and understanding why what she did was wrong. All
2: right, at least it doesn't sound like it's that far out from her deciding to stop wanting to be the dark queen. Well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, G- G- Glimmer got one glimpse of the ring of power, and she went even more sicko <laughs> mode than Gladriel. <laughs> oh man! Gladriel only has like about like a minute of thinking to take the ring and everything, but then she's like, eh, yeah, no, that's bad."
1: <laughs> Glimmer will be the evil queen in about twelve seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Yes. Um. So. Uh, she season 4, episode 11 Beast Island Uh, it turns out that being sent to Beast Island Doesn't mean you die, automatically Uh, it's, it's not just a euphemism Because we're gonna go there <laughs> Uh so we open in mara's ship and adora does a recap of where they're going and how they're getting there and then Bo gives us a little bit of the glimmer betrayal recap and this is a super weird opener because all these episodes were released at the same time i don't know why they're just saying the plot of the previous episode
2: yeah it's like i i kind of had to remember that too with this because it's like all oh, right it's netflix and like up until recently netflix just dumps all the episodes of a season at the same time like it's like I think it was only with, like, the most recent season of, uh, Stranger Things when they actually stopped doing that as much, because they, like, held off the last yeah. two or three for, like, a few weeks later. Yeah, compared to, like, I mean, like, they just released, like, Dragon Prince Season 4, this is all Not there, sure. right?
1: Oh, Yeah. I need to get there watching Season 3 of that. I really enjoyed Dragon Prince Season 4, but it feels very short. I don't know why. It's the same amount of episodes as the rest of them, but it also, like...
2: Yeah, because they, they've all been, like, eight or yeah, nine episodes, right? episodes.
1: <laughs> Hmm.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe it's just that it feels weird just because it's also been years since they did Dragon Prince. Cause like, wasn't there like a bit there, but they were like thinking that it was just cancelled or something.
1: Yeah, it was in limbo for a little while there. That's like minor spoilers, but there is a two-year time skip between seasons three and four to account for the two years they weren't on the air. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I had, I had heard of that, that it's like, yeah, they were like, yep, we are having a little bit of a time skip here. <laughs> he took these characters a little bit. Like, I definitely saw uh, Ezran's, like, time skip design.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's not a little boy anymore. Yeah, they gave everybody bisexual here. It's really weird and full of tension. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, it, yeah, so, like, like I said, I don't know why they opened the episode this way, because there's no wait between them. And it just doesn't... It's it's very strange. But at the end of all the recapping, uh, Bo is worried that Glimmer will be so mad about what they did that she never talks to him again. Because he's still worried about... Her, basically. Although he doesn't super admit that. And then an alarm goes off, and the ship gets hit by a Star Trek banger, and they all stagger around in place. You know. <laughs> and... Yeah, they they
2: do the thing that happens in like every like sixties TV show when a person's on like a ship or a sub or anything, and they all like have to act like they're getting jostled around while a red light exactly. goes off, where they uh, just straight up are running from one side, flailing <laughs> their limbs about, and then run to the other side. <laughs> yeah, mostly mostly directly thinking of uh... oh, was it Voice of the Sea? It's it, it was like an old ass show of like people having to go in the sub to like. I don't know, deal with like the planet's slowing rotation in the core or some shit, and they just dealt with a monster of the week all the time and nothing else. <laughs> uh. It was something that I saw like some repeats on. Like, I think on like the, ch- it's one of those kind of channels where they would show like repeats of like the original I Dream of Genie as well.
1: Can't say I'm familiar, but that's that's definitely what this is for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, it was, I don't think it was a show that really got much attention. I think only got like one or two seasons before it got canceled. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So all that happens, and then the ship just kind of lands off the coast of Beast Island. Like, I guess this is their landing sequence, but uh-uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird that it act like it acts like it makes you think that something's going on with the ship, like they got shot or something, like Horde Prime showed up early or something and shot the ship or whatever. But it's no, this is just them landing in the water. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: Even the autopilot doesn't say what's happening. It just lets it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, uh, after the credits, uh, they are now on the island all of a sudden. Uh, I can only assume that Swiftwind flew them over one at a time. Uh,
2: Well, no, we've seen Swiftwind carry all three of the best friend's squad once before. Oh, that's true, yeah. I forgot he could do that. It's been a long time. Yeah, he, he... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Swiftwind hasn't really gotten much to do besides be annoying for most of uh, the show since yeah, then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I don't think anybody's really flown on him since then, any either. <laughs> it happens every now and then.
1: Like, there are some scenes in this episode.
2: Yeah. But, you know, few, few and far between, usually you just see characters running while Swiftwind's flying, and it's like, you have a flying horse, get on the fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The horse has a run speed of 40 feet. You're a human. You have 30. <laughs> Get on the horse.
0: Uh,
1: and yeah, so this island is basically like a wild biotech paradise. It's all these plants with like LEDs and metal growing out of them. It's very cool in a sort of 80s synthwave kind of way. But now that they're actually here, Adora starts to freak out a little because she's reliving all her old childhood horror stories about the monsters on the island, the Chibits and the Scruffins and the Razor fins, and Swiftwind then finds a damaged toward transport pod with Entrapta's Mask nearby, so they know for sure he's, she's here, and then uh, he starts hearing a noise that no one else can and freaks out some, so everyone is afraid because we are on Beast Island. I really don't know why they call this place Beast Island like in retrospect but we'll get to that <laughs> hey,
2: it might just be because like nobody really knows a whole lot about it so and it's like nobody else comes back from it so they're just like oh yeah like people obviously are killed by the giant monsters that have to live there
0: presumably <laughs>
1: yeah anyway. there, there is a note here where Bo asks if adora knows any beast island stories about something that only horses can hear but like Adora didn't know what a horse was in the first episode. She doesn't know horse myths and legends.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, literally the, uh, the fucking screen cap that I used for the first episode was Adora having that, like, tasting something nice and yummy in her mouth look that uh, she also later on
1: gave to the horse that became Swiss Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah. So, apparently he heard the same sh- sound before the ship crashed, which... Raises the question of whether the ship crashed, because I thought it just landed. <laughs> um,
2: it's it's definitely just landed, because I, I mean, maybe they were not intending on it to land on the, in the water, but at the same time, they weren't flying the ship, they were on autopilot.
1: No. <laughs> no. So they head deeper into the island as Bo realizes that the whole place is made of first one's tech, and I do wonder a little bit why the sword was the biggest reading he ever came up with if this whole island is just made of this stuff, but... Essentially, what it is is a trash dump. The first one's just dropped everything that was broken here to rot, and it kind of integrated with the wildlife and took over the place. (laughs) They keep heading deeper into the island as night begins to fall, but before long, they are confronted with a giant mechanical crab-slash-bug thing, and it's being, like, tied up by some vines, but when it notices them, uh, because they do try to sneak past, but they don't Start sneaking until they're directly in its eyeline, so uh.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not a T Rex. <laughs> it's movement's not based, it's nice it's not based on movement, if that's even accurate. <laughs> yeah,
1: nobody here is a ranger, we don't have hide in plain sight. Um. So, yeah. yeah, it spots them and just rips out of the vines that are tying it down, and Adora tries to transform to fight it, but something is wrong with the sword, and she cannot do that right now, so they just have to run from this thing. It catch up pretty quick though because swift wind bandages to get himself tied up in the same vines that were holding it down somehow so
2: okay I had, I had to look this up real quick uh scientists never made any basis for motion-based vision on in tyrannosaurus rexes this was just a myth made popularized by jurassic park yes indeed <laughs> you lied to me jurassic park how could you <laughs> Next you're going to tell me that they uh, were not actually predators and that they were scavengers and they had like a bunch of fur all over them. <laughs>
0: that,
2: I, I know that's actually what they say T-Rexes are nowadays based on new research, well, but I, I still don't want to believe that dinosaurs had feathers because it just sounds goofy. <laughs> I get that they're the sense of birds, but still. <laughs>
1: or ancestors of birds. I'm just saying, an ostrich is a dinosaur
2: true a parrot is a dinosaur (laughs) if we have to accept nowadays that dinosaurs actually did have feathers then we can call every bird a dinosaur right
1: i mean they are but like my point was more to the effect that uh, i don't think it's silly for t-rexes to have feathers i think it just probably manifests in a way that we're not used to
2: yeah i mean again jurassic park is to blame really i think (laughs) Because whatever we thinks of dinosaurs
1: comes from Jurassic Park, right?
2: Well, that's true, but even, like, in reference
1: to feathered animals we have today, I don't think that we have a reasonable expectation of being able to figure out what a feathered dinosaur looked like just by the patterns of its pinions or whatever, because that's all we have. We don't know what yeah. the actual feathers look like. It could have been this fluffy monstrosity for all we know. <laughs>
2: Clearly, we need to get them to actually bring dinosaurs back so that we can find out yes, for sure. Yes, naturally.
0: It's
2: the only way. But if we mix
1: it with frog DNA, then we won't know for sure, because the frogs will... <laughs> but...
2: Yeah, the fro- the frogs will definitely end up uh, making them look different, and also the frogs will trans their gender. <laughs> the frogs
1: are turning <laughs> freaking dinosaurs trans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's still like one of my fun uh favorite things to bring up <laughs> uh. like oh yeah like the the, the dinosaurs trans <laughs> everybody's being murdered by a bunch of trans dinosaurs in those series in that series <laughs> or at least the first uh one yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: um yeah because the second one's a different island with like the reserves or whatever they had <laughs>
1: So there's a fight scene with this robo bug, and they're entirely ineffective against it, despite being pretty good at fighting by this point. But uh, right as it's about to murder Adora, a dude in a cape and his no shirt or shoes shows up and starts doing magic at it. Um, he scares it off, and this is where I have to admit that I've been lying to you for a long time because King Micah is not dead. <laughs>
2: uh i mean to be fair i kind of knew he wasn't because i definitely saw a voice actor credit for him for adult micah (laughs) back when uh we were introduced to kid micah so that could have been
0: flashbacks
2: (laughs) yeah but we hadn't seen him yet and i was like i'm pretty sure i also heard something about micah not being dead if i remember back
0: from a few years ago too (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's very much alive, and I have been having to pretend like he wasn't this whole time to maintain <laughs> But Once we realize who he is, we cut away to Glimmer arriving at the Crystal Castle and demanding to speak to the manager. Uh, <laughs> she's completely iced out, and, like... She does not really attempt diplomacy here, she just demands... No. To be granted power because she's the queen. The end.
2: Like you would think that like she would at least maybe consider like, hey, I know Adora told me like Adora told me that you had the genocide laser. She doesn't want to fire it. I want to fire it. So yeah. Because I, me <laughs> <laughs> I mean that works later on. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> like she could have, she could have like maybe thought of like, okay, maybe I should actually appeal to Light Hope's desire to kill everybody <laughs> by saying cool. I want to kill everybody. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so... But no, Glimmer oh. just is like, nope, fuck you, gimme, give gimme, give mine. Yeah, a... M <laughs> queen, royalty,
1: fuck you. <laughs> yeah. For now, uh, Light Hope just contents herself by doing the thing every manager wishes they could do and releasing the robot spiders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back on the island, Micah is being just a little off. He's, like, grabbing their faces and asking to know if they're real and... Apparently he's hallucinated people here before, so he's not super sure what's going on, but... Essentially, it turns out that instead of the Horde just outright killing him, they kidnapped him and exiled him to Beast Island with the assumption he would die there, and he just... didn't. So he's been alone man, on this island would, for 17 would, years now.
2: He, he's he's the king of Brightmoon, which is, a, for all intents and purposes, the capital, more or less, of Etheria. Why would they not just murder this man as soon as they caught yeah. him? Yeah. And just be like, okay, let's just go send them to the Hell Island and, uh, I guess hope that the monsters there are more potent than this sorcerer guy. <laughs> I mean, yes. Why not Why not just fucking ice him?
1: <laughs> You're right. But also, like, Angela thought he was dead dead. And we don't, obviously we don't know that she saw a body, but I wouldn't assume that he was dead dead unless I saw a body, you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like how we keep bringing up that like they keep all saying that like uh and and Angela is dead when it's like no she's trapped between dimensions she might have starved to death depending on how the in- the between dimension thing works but like we don't know for sure that she's not dead dead she's just stuck there exactly
1: yeah she seemed confident for the entire show that he was dead dead and it was her fault so I don't know where the disconnect is here <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so He's just been alone on this island for 17 years So They reconvene to essentially What's a safe hollow in the woods And well, Micah eats a bug Adora asks him if he knows anything about Entrapta And he does, because she stole his food Which is very rude of her IMO
2: <laughs> Yeah but, but only the tiny pieces, not all of it <laughs> Given the way he eats again, in this episode uh, I, I think you...
1: she just stole a bunch of bugs
2: <laughs> yeah i mean if he's been stuck here for like 17 years or so roughly you'd imagine any food he might have had like if the horde gave him food <laughs> for some reason expecting this man to die it's like she like that food would have definitely gone old like expired ages ago <laughs> if he had any rations yeah. with
1: him so, yeah that has to be just like tiny bugs so Swiftwind does try to ask a question but then we get a full derail about mica being shocked that horses can talk now and He also apparently didn't notice the wings until now, but essentially what it breaks down to is that Entrapta just beelined for the center of the island after robbing him, even though he tried to stop her, and they just cannot follow her because that's where the signal is the strongest. And there's a little bit of kid's show logic here, as Swiftwind immediately assumes that the signal is the noise he's been hearing, despite having no further information about it other than it is called the signal. Um, But he's right, because kids show... Uh, Micah explains that this signal is some kind of archaic technology at the center of the island. It's still broadcasting and essentially what it does is break down the will of animals and make them die of apathy so the island's biotech can eat them. Uh, He claims that anybody who stays on the island long enough will eventually hear it, so what I'm getting from him is that uh, Swiftwind is just incredibly (laughs) weak-willed.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, they all are constantly making, like, wisdom saves on occasion, but, like, I mean, Mike is a sorcerer. He doesn't actually have proficiency in wisdom. Maybe he's like resilient and just has a higher normal wisdom for a sorcerer. I mean, dude but the rest of them for seventeen
1: uh, years, the rest of these people start hearing the signal and go down in like fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ad- Adora. wait right, no, Adora does have proficiency in wisdom because Because Hex- uh, yeah. Because if I mean, if she's a uh, hexblade first and foremost, and she definitely does have Char- charisma and wisdom. But again, like, Adora just has, like, a negative to the wisdom or something like that. Again, she's
1: absolutely a paladin, that's... (laughs)
2: But... Well, I guess, yeah, I guess he wouldn't have those, then, if he started with Paladin and took Hexblade later on to be a Hexadin. But, like, I mean, Bo Bo definitely doesn't, because, I mean, he's a fighter, he has strength and con. Swiftwind is an NPC, (laughs) so Swiftwind doesn't get any. (laughs)
0: Uh...
1: Yeah, so...
2: I, get, I guess I guess I guess has whatever fine steeds uh, equivalent would have. Uh, normal animal stats. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, but slightly higher intelligence. Um. Yeah, able really to talk to their person uh, yeah. sometimes. He's a
1: greater steed though, so there's that. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's
2: see. Uh, trying to see. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah, he is a greater speed because, yeah,
2: Pegasus is one of the you options. To
1: to be, or a greater seed to be able to fly.
2: Yep. Yeah. You can have a rhino as a greater seed, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they, they catch up with Micah a little bit and they absolutely leave out Glimmer's new genocidal phase, but uh, something screeches <laughs> in the distance so they decide to keep moving. The, the plan is now that he will take them to find Entrapta if they will help him get off the island afterwards. Which feels like it's kind of a given i, I think you shouldn't yeah, yeah. i don't think <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> they, like
2: i don't think he has to try to wheel and deal with them oh. of like please get me out of here because it's like they know her his daughter that they're fr- well air quotes friends with her at this point <laughs> so it's not like we would not just leave this man here <laughs> yeah just, just die eventually
1: yeah yeah So we get a little travel sequence then, and Swifty has some time bonding with Micah, mostly by lying to him about how important horses are now. And uh, Adora and Bo hang back a bit to discuss how weird it is that Micah is alive, and how Glimmer will be so happy to see him that she'll forgive them, and also that uh, they don't need forgiving because they didn't do anything wrong. And also she's been a bad friend lately, and also she needs to stop hanging out with Shadow Weaver. Uh, Bo says all of this, but he clearly listens to us weirdos because he's just repeating what we said last episode.
2: <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's very weird how Bo also instantly thinks that they might not even be friends anymore because they had an argument, when it's like, Bo, friends eventually get into an argument at some point or another. That's just, that's just what happens. Yeah, like,
1: I would be more concerned about her wanting to blow up the planet unless the argument
2: yeah 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 i mean the argument is about that i guess but still (laughs) she'd probably be more concerned with stopping her from doing a genocide and then you can try and get her to see in the end that doing a genocide would be bad it's
1: kind of like people say you should be friends with people of other political alignments but when that political alignment is genocide (laughs) you can't really work with that you know (laughs) yeah
2: exactly yeah it's like it's one of those things people always say about like thanksgiving where it's like you're not supposed to talk about politics at thanksgiving you're supposed to just come together family and it's like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) like why why would i want to subject myself to people who are shit (laughs) (laughs) like just for this like sake of like what everybody's been conditioned to believe a traditional american thanksgiving would be
0: like fuck that (laughs)
2: ever sit at home by myself and not deal with like shitty conservative family members or
1: something like that. I can't blame you but Dora is still just a little bit off because she's upset by not being able to be She-Ra and she's worried that something else has infected the sword and if she can't be She-Ra maybe she's just useless actually um Bo quote unquote reassures her, but it's more like he's just verbally blowing off her worries. He doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't say anything that addresses her problems. He just says, Nah, don't worry about it, it's fine.
2: Yeah. What the Adora doesn't realize is that she's just in a big anti-magic field, so she can't use any she can't use Divine Smite nor like Hexblade's curse or anything like that, so she's really just a fighter well, without a subclass.
1: She's trying to use her uh, ASMR transformation and it's not working for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I guess ASMR actually would be the closest to first one probably. <laughs> But, yeah. Um. At the Crystal Castle, Glimmer has now defeated the robo Sputters, three of them specifically, and that's not a huge deal, but she's bragging about it now, and this is where she says she wants to use the super gun, and the uh, security turns off, and she's allowed Deeper into the castle on account of Light Hope's mutual interest with her wanting to use the super gun. Toxic <sighs> couples. Um- <laughs> yep. On Beast Island, they are getting closer to the center of the island, and as they do, the signal is getting stronger, so they start talking about Bright Moon to distract themselves. But you know, just keeping Micah up on Well, no, that's not a good way to say it. They're telling him a little bit no, of the things they definitely that of a they bit of a little bit of a everything bit of a little bit of
2: yeah, that they're not talking anything about. They're not telling him anything about how his daughter is uh, learning shitty dark magic from the person that destroyed like his old order
1: or yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and also that his wife is dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Adora does have a moment here that I can only classify as a lesbian moment when she says, and I quote, "I want to be the hero that Glimmer deserves, and I don't know if I have been." <laughs> uh, but he's not super listening. Uh, he very clearly thinks Glimmer is still a toddler somehow. Um, well,
2: yeah, I mean, he, in his defense, he says he doesn't even know how much time has passed.
1: <laughs> I guess that is fair, but, like, you don't know who these kids are, right? They're brand new to you. And if mm-hmm. these were the ones sent to the islands to rescue you, you have to assume that something's gone down. Like...
2: Yeah, if, if his wife or his daughter isn't the one doing it. But then again, Angela has spent uh, the better part of like two decades doing jack shit. <laughs> so maybe he would also be like, oh, that's just normal for her. She doesn't do anything.
1: Oh, brutal. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to stay on the island for the rest of my life now because my wife won't do anything.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh.
2: Nor try to, like, uh, learn teleport or anything. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I don't know. Like, he does specifically say he's not sure how many years he's been there, so... Either way. Um, they have to stop because they are surrounded by something called pukas, which are explained to be a sort of pack predator that surround their prey and then just beat them to death with sheer numbers, but... As they try to run, uh, Bo cries a little bit about why Glimmer couldn't have just trusted them, and she could have teleported them out in an instant, and Micah gets real upset about this because he thinks uh, she's still too young to be in the field. So this is when he notices Adora's face and realizes he's been here long enough for Glimmer to not be a kid anymore. Like, I know you've been on the island for a long time, but how do you lose track of time that badly? Well, I mean... He doesn't have a
2: calendar and he'd be more focused on survival so i feel like you lose track of days at that point i don't
1: like that's the thing in every deserted <laughs> like... <laughs> island survival story right you mark off on a tree to count your days
2: yeah but he but that's the thing like on a like survi- on a deserted island or like i'm thinking of like in the martian where he's like jotting down the days it's like he doesn't have, like, a safe zone here in this place. The safe
1: zone is the beach, I and make we
0: it...
2: all know this. <laughs> I guess fair. He doesn't go down there for some reason, I guess, because there's no uh, bugs out there. <laughs> but yeah, like, for some reason, he, does, like, he doesn't have, like, a safe place to hide out, even though, like, Entrapta is able to find one, like, within weeks or days. Yeah. <laughs> make a big, like, uh, gorilla rhino mech <laughs> thing. Yeah. But Mica not able to, even though he's magical. Yep. <laughs> he, he he never he never learned he never learned uh, Leoman's tiny cut is the thing. <laughs> Just couldn't fit in his spell book. Or uh, no, I guess, uh, no. I guess no. I guess no. He's a sorcerer. I think that's only a wizard spell. <laughs> that's I mean, why.
1: There you go. He's a wizard.
2: But yeah. <sighs> eh, they call him a
1: sorcerer, not yeah, a wizard. But they <laughs> call all their magic users sorcerers, despite the fact that they go to a magic academy.
0: Yeah. He
2: doesn't have a spellbook. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. He's got tattoos.
2: <laughs> yeah, those are just uh, those like magical item tattoos. There, they added in tattoos. I can give you like plus the one. They can specifically
1: use tattoos instead of a spellbook to record his spells. So huh. there's lots of ways to do things, <laughs> but. Either way, uh, the pukas jump out, and they are acting exactly unlike what we were told they were doing, because they don't surround anybody. They just sort of run at them in a straight line in the park.
2: Yeah, this is not smart pack tactics. The
1: <laughs> party just sort of splits up out of sheer panic, with Swifty running off and Adora pursuing him. But the trouble is he's getting closer to the signal, and as she chases him, Adora can hear it now, too. Uh, he starts getting eaten by vines that tie him down because he's too apathetic to care anymore. The apathy signal works. Um, so we get some big Artax energy here as he's being devoured by the island. Uh, moments later, uh, Bo and Micah arrive, but then they start getting eaten also. <laughs> Not, There's no real reason they start getting eaten. They just see it happen to Swiftwind and go with the flow. Um... <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like oh, I get, gu- I guess the hor- the hor- the magic horse that can never die, because he's a ste like magical steve is dying. I guess we so gotta give up
1: too. Ah, uh, he didn't or We'll just go find that lizard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like any time when uh, Zach's character Ricky has his uh magical steve dalmatian ox get his head ripped off or whatever in Unsleeping mm-hmm. City, and he's like, he starts crying and he's like, it's fine. He's made of light. Still really makes me sad <laughs> though. <laughs> Poor, poor Ox, gets killed so often Because he's just a little dog with like 22 hit points
1: <laughs> uh, yeah Animal companions do do that
2: yeah. It's probably only ever happened to my uh, owl as my druid once When we actually like bothered to make him do stuff Which was like tailing a guy no, Like the, when we were doing that like anti-heist thing When uh, the owl had to be given the voice to talk to me And it just became hooty. <laughs> <laughs> To the point where the owl token was also renamed to be Hootie. That was not my choice, that was the GM who did it. It's like yeah, that's on you, not me. Oh. <laughs> you decided to make this owl talk in a shitty Mickey Mouse impression.
1: <laughs> if your GM wasn't killing your owl every session, he was doing it wrong.
2: I I mean most of the time I wasn't really summoning the owl, it was like I was using it mostly just for like keeping an eye out at times so or like keeping it uh out of the way of combat. <laughs> hmm. Mostly because I was thinking you use the wild shape.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair, I guess. But essentially, uh, Adora starts begging the others not to give up, but in the process, she lets it slip that Glim- Glimmer is queen now, and uh, Micah hears that and realizes his wife is dead, and just straight gives up.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, just immediately, like, well, I guess, guess I'll die. I don't need my daughter
1: clearly doesn't need me. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, Adora gets overwhelmed with panic because she feels like she has to do things alone now, and so she also starts getting dragged down and eaten by vines. But just as she passes out, she has some flashbacks of Angela, of Glimmer, the Princess Alliance, and this is enough to reignite her spark of hope, and she's able to just muscle out of these murder vines and transform into she finally. Because it turns out that the reason it wasn't working is because she was too busy doubting herself, not because of the island. She works on Spider-Man rules. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I can't shoot Webb. Oh well. Guess yes. I'll die. So she casts Destructive Wave to wipe out the vines, and they reconvene <laughs> for a bit, agreeing to catch Micah up after they save Entrapta. Um... The Pukas all surround them, for real this time, as they prep for a huge fight, but something approaches that scares them away. It's big and metal with four legs, and it arrives in the clearing right as the Pukas leave, and, uh, it's Entrapta. She built a mech. We cut back to the Crystal Castle, where Light Hope shows up to tell Glimmer that she's trespassing on account of how she's not she And Glimmer explains that, uh, Adora is too much of a coward to use the heart of Etheria, but Glimmer's not, so, uh... Light Hope decides that Adora is compromised and says, "Well, maybe Glimmer can be trusted to do this. All you have to do is balance the planet." And she actually tells Glimmer what that means. She has never told Adora, no matter how many times Adora asks. Yeah,
2: why did she? Why did she never tell Adora what she had to do? <laughs> like, like. This would have been a lot easier for Light Hope to get the genocide laser going if she just told Adora, yeah, all the princes need to be attuned to their runestone. There's one here who's not because of the horde being a bunch of fuckers. Yeah, exactly. So you should go help Scorpia. And then. Would have been like, okay, yeah, Scorpio's is a princess. She she should uh, be given a chance, and like Adora being the like the the idiot with a big heart that she is, just like Scorpio, would help her out. And then, oops, giant death laser. Guess we lose. Yeah, pretty much. But instead, she, but instead she's delayed so fucking long, not telling Adora shit, to the point where Adora found out otherwise of like what the fuck was going on, and was like, oh no. <laughs> Lighthope, you seem, like Lighthope, you, you really want to fire the Death Laser, but you're also not willing to compromise in uh, you know, telling anything to the person who accessed the
1: key to the death laser. Especially because like Adora wants answers, right? All Lighthope would have to do is lie to Adora a little bit, and it's not like she hasn't done that before. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean she's done nothing but lie to Adora. What would one more Exactly.
1: Me? But Oh well, I guess <laughs> <laughs> yep. Essentially, the princesses are living conduits for the power of the heart of Etheria. Like, they're ways that that incredible force of magic can manifest itself in reality. So in order for everything to be set up right, they just need to get Scorpia to attune to the Black Garnet. Um, it's, like, totally normal. It will give them power like anything they've never known it's not suspicious at all <laughs> and uh yeah that's the Definitely. end of my episode but also like Glimmer's <laughs> plan was to talk to light hope and figure out how to access his power and then maybe we can just use a little bit to beat the horde and she's clearly thrown that away at this point
2: yeah she just wants to wipe everybody uh-huh. out.
1: <laughs> she's in full on murder mode now <laughs>
2: This is why you shouldn't have uh, kings and queens at all. Just in general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they ain't good. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so. It's it's a nice episode. I, I enjoyed it. It's a little bit nothing, mm-hmm. but not a lot nothing, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I mean it still at least has a big reveal that Micah's not dead even though, again, I had that spot for me because, and, trivia. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, hey, I mean, again, they say he like was dead and everything, but it's like, well, you didn't also see a body. There's no grave for him, so is <laughs> it? I
1: mean, there's kind it's of not a grave for a... him. He has a mural and everything. Yeah, uh, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know. Uh, again, like, there's really not as much to say on that one. I feel no, no, like no. You it's know, mostly. I, I, feel, I feel like we mostly just keep repeating ourselves over the last few episodes of why Glimmer this way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> why bad? Yeah, I think this episode mostly serves to set up Destiny Parts 1 and 2, so it doesn't have yeah. a lot on its own. It's more like, you know, it, it's doing the homework, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, it's a... Uh... Oh, I guess it's not even like the clouds in the horizon to uh Destiny one and two being uh King's died. It's more like the the one before that. That leads into them like joining up with the bath, I guess. <laughs> uh Lieutenant oh, We're right thou, yeah, I was trying to remember the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we should just get into it, Because, right? like again it's just we keep just saying the same thing of like, please let like, Glimmer be good again. <laughs> please let like, Glimmer not be an asshole. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. All
2: right. It's going to be a little strange because we're not doing the rest of Season uh, 4 here because we're leaving it on the Part 1, but whatever. It's uh, at least as a decent cliffhanger. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Episode 12 of Season 4 is Destiny Part 1, which when I said Destiny 1 and 2, I was like, actually thought of like, wait, am I saying this right? Because I'm just thinking of the bunch <laughs> of of It was bad. <laughs> uh... They're never going to make Destiny 3 at this rate, I feel like. I mean, Destiny 2's been out for ages now. And just like Destiny 1 keeps having those waves of like, oh, it's bad at launch, then they do a DLC and it's decent, and then they do another DLC and it's bad again. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Remember when when Bungie made games people like? Like universally like?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't pay attention to video games back then.
2: Uh, I mean, it was, like, really, like, that was, like, that was also, like, when FPSs really weren't as much a thing, and, like, they kind of more established it by having, like, the, like, the twin stick shooter kind of deal, or rather, like, using, like, the stick to aim. Although, I know there were some that did that before, but it's really more Halo popularized it. but people liked Halo, and then they kind of just never stopped making Halo, and it just kept going, and just eventually just not (laughs) innovating at all, and just copied Call of Duty at one time. Nobody liked that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, like, I didn't... Video games for me did not happen until everyone already hated Halo, so...
2: <laughs> so, like, 2012 when Halo yeah, 4 released? <laughs> Fair. Uh, I mean, people seem like... Uh, kind of split on Halo 6. <laughs> Some people are like, yeah, the campaign's not that great, and then, like... Hey, at least the multiplayer is free, even if it has more Battle Pass bullshit times bullshit. Well, I guess that's something so, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like, if you at least just want to play uh, a shooty game, like at least you can play that, as long as you don't care about your Spartan looking cool, <laughs> which is kind of the, part, uh, the point of Halo ever since, like, Halo 3. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But yes, uh, getting back to She-Ra, not Halo, this is not a Halo podcast, uh, we opened with Scorpio and Emily just having fun playing outside, but turns out they're just stomping Chad Weaver's flower beds instead of actually, like, playing in normal grass. I think it's cute that and...
1: likes to dig.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, Emily's just a big dog, but a robot. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and Scorpio sees that Shadow Weaver's there too, she's just wondering why they let Shadow Weaver just kind of walk around, have a flower garden, and like kind of comes to the conclusion that they're, both of them are not really prisoners anymore. <laughs> at all. They're just like, eh, we just are kind of here, they're just letting us do whatever. Eh, whatever. Uh, but of course Glimmer shows up at that point to get Scorpio's help, since she needs her to connect to the Black Garnet and Weaver tries to delay her by requesting that they ask their princesses for their input, but Glimmer just ignores her, and for, it's just, like, one of those things that, like, when I was watching this episode earlier, it's like, oh, they're just not going to explain how this happened, but then they do in the end, I guess, just through process elimination, but like guard shows up saying that Double Trouble escaped somehow. <laughs> oh, no. It's Again, it's very much reads, like, at first that it's like, they're just not going to address this, but, hey, at least they do in the end, actually, by revealing Yeah, they something. sure do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we go back over to peace Sally and where in is like riding in her like rhino mech thing with the others and Bill explains how they thought that she was still a Fordak until Scorpio told them about what happened to her. Which is why, like, you know, Entrapta thought that she like was abandoned by them and they thought that she was still working with the horde, but it turns out no. <laughs> so nobody had their information correct. And like, when they're trying to disappear and chop to get to help, somehow she already knows about the heart of a theory uh, and is stoked to show them what they, what she <laughs> knows. As they just keep driving off to somewhere. But we don't continue that because we instead go over to the Fright Zone instead, where Catra is in, like, a locker room and sees uh, Scorpion made doodles of herself, uh, Catra and Entrapta on her locker. <laughs> just, like, you know, Scorpion's, like, little, like, five-year-old art seals. Yeah, it's <laughs> cute. Basically. Yeah, it's cute. But she's interrupted by Lani, Colin, Regelio or Regelio walking in. Rig- I always forget how to pronounce Rogelio. <laughs> Rogelio, okay. Yeah, walking in, laughing and stuff. And, like, she just demands that they get their report on the latest town that they conquered. But, like, when Kyle's, like, reenacting stuff, he actually kicks the doodles, which gets Katra off. And she almost gets in a fight with Lani, because Katra doesn't take much to set off her hair trigger <laughs> attitude at the moment. But Kyle steps in, and gets her to stop, and she just sends them all off, just without any fanfare. And then at that Double Trouble walks in, arriving with the news that the princes are like kind of split up on stuff because Glimmer's an asshole, and that the door is not there any at the moment. So it's the perfect time for them <laughs> to attack Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's just kind of weird that it's like if Double Trouble escapes somehow. Also, how they get here? That's completely. <laughs> Like if they were just discovered being gone from Bright Moon, how are they ready here? <laughs> but, don't but care, maybe I love it. Other... <laughs> yeah, pretty sure there's actually a reason for that that you can kind of like jump to once you find out how they actually escape Yeah, for now. sure. <laughs> yep. But yes, Shadow uh, Weaver once again tries to stress oh. the importance of capturing Double Trouble to Glimmer and that they should not try to get Scorpio reconnected to Black Garnet with no backup or plan, because Glimmer never has backup or a plan, and is an idiot all the time. <laughs> And therefore, it's like we should actually like not try and just do this shit just because you want to, <laughs> you
1: fool. It's so weird to me. Uh, that she Shadow actually Weaver is the one trying to argue against this. Like your whole thing is yeah, that you like, tried j- to use an ancient evil power and you got corrupted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah like shadow weaver like was the one who also was like fully like yeah we should go there like we should go to the horde back in like se- in the end of season three We like we should definitely do that against uh, the queen's wishes and now she's like uh this queen is also kind of an idiot <laughs> how they get stuck with two idiot queens back to back kind of but yes uh she also tries like manipulating glimmer a bit by asking what her mother would think of this plan or lack thereof more accurately But Glimmer, again, just brushes her off, so at least she doesn't fully love Shadow Weaver's lies. At the least, when it's not convenient for her to do so. Well,
1: yeah, because Shadow Weaver here is trying to manipulate her into not doing the murder plan. For the first time in her life, Shadow Weaver is doing a good thing, and it's not working. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. Like, she's for once being like, yeah, we should not do that. Although I feel like in Shadow Weaver's case, it's her, like... Just being like, going to the Horde with only yourself is very stupid. Well, I mean, it is, but... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, the last time that she went to the Horde with, like, Bo and the other princesses to try to help Adora, like, they still only barely managed to succeed. (laughs) But, like, at this point, it's just, like, it would just be Glimmer. I mean, Glimmer definitely has, like, her full attunement to the runestone now, but still. Like, she's still one person. (laughs) uh but yeah uh back over with the horde people uh hordak's that like catra is redirecting their forces as he says they're already spread thin with like all of the the planet that they're taking over but when she immediately explains the situation with glimmer and adora not getting along he's instantly turned around by the idea of just getting the bright moon and just blowing it the fuck <laughs> up and he's just happy that like yeah horde prime would be happy with that let's fucking do that good job it's 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 one of those things that makes me think of like the uh, episodes of Owl House whenever they have like a like ninety second cut to like some other scene before jumping right back yeah. over again because that's really all that is <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, okay yeah obviously they need to establish that like okay Hordak's on board with this <laughs> but yeah it's just kind of goofy that it's here and not like you could have like had this be like you know beforehand when we saw that like when Double Trouble told Katro like she could have immediately just like jumped into that like talked in her walkie talkie thing to tell the troops to assemble and then Horla could have been like what the fuck <laughs> but uh, we put it in here for like a minute instead it's weird but yes uh back on beast island and Chata brings the others to the hidden fir- to a hidden first one's temple that she found which is where they apparently were hiding their tech that so that nobody could get it rather than just dumping it <laughs> and they were mining the magic on the planet to use in their tech that culminated in the heart because well, when you I guess when you uh, develop a lot of like cool magic tech, eventually you just make a giant laser gun. It's
1: the natural progression the game, of technology. Somehow. It doesn't matter what you're trying exactly. to build.
2: Yeah, that's why like I mean I was like totally okay with them having the big like Death Planet in the sequels Star Wars movies because it's like yeah of course you you make one that's on a, like a moon side you're gonna make one that's a planet side why <laughs> wouldn't you you know how to do it you're gonna do it bigger like you're gonna do it bigger and stuff
1: that's true but you know. You can't deny that it's a dumb plot to just have a bigger one.
2: A little, a little, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of that movie is just like let's just do episode four again <laughs> but with a different <laughs> cast. And and also uh, chalk a lightsaber up in Han Solo's guts <laughs> because why not? <laughs> this guy doesn't like playing Han Solo anymore. <laughs> let's let him finally rest. <laughs> Except not really because we bring him back in the other two as like Force Ghost stuff <laughs> for no reason. Um, uh, Yes uh entrapped it goes and shows them everything essentially that light hope showed glimmer because she's like at like some like terminal that explains everything that's going on with the heart and everything and uh this also specifies that the sword protection was made to control she rush since since she is the only one who can channel the heart's power and like adora obviously is like looking at her sword that as her like her little like gauntlet thing at the time being like oh fuck <laughs> me <laughs> this thing is actually not good <laughs> this thing is bad and Dora asks if she can stop the heart, if she just chooses not to shoot the giant death beam. That's a good thought. A, a, a reasonable thing to ask. It's like, well, I could just stop it if I just don't shoot you it, right? You gotta try. But, uh, yeah, but like in type of set, like, nah, by design, she doesn't get to refuse, and they'll just fire off once the princes all aligned to their runestones. Like, once that shit is done, it just happens, regardless of whether or not you want to shoot the death like, laser. that's a
1: terrible design, though, because if it just fires whether you want it to or not, you have no way of aiming <laughs>
2: Yeah, basically. Also, it's like if 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 you know ahead of time, couldn't you just be like, all right, chuck the sword somewhere this way? Like Adora, what you should do is like before you go to try to like stop Glimmer from attuning scorpia to the Moonstone and all, you should just leave the sword behind. Like get one of those like lightning cattle prods that the Horde uses instead for a bit. They're <laughs> like, going to be powered less, but at least if. She succeeds, you don't have the death laser uh, trigger in your hand. But, I mean, that's
1: what Mara did. She just dropped it in the woods and that worked out fine.
2: Exactly. Yeah. For like a thousand years <laughs> until it didn't.
0: <laughs>
2: but yes. Uh, Bo then realizes that, based on the display, that it's the Black Garnet is in the tune too, which I feel like would be the easy logical step anyway, considering that they know that the Black is just hanging out in the horde. Especially with like, Shadow Weaver and Scorpia being around. And they resolve to, to get back to Bright Moon to stop Glimmer before she can fire up <laughs> the death laser. <laughs> and this leads into, like, probably the worst scene in this episode because Glimmer's gonna go ahead and manipulate Scorpio. Yeah. My, my poor idiot lesbian girl, she's being lied to by the Genocide Queen. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> this is what
1: happens when you start hanging out with Shadow Weaver.
2: Yep. So, yeah, Glimmer goes and finds Scorpia hiding under pillows in her room. Flesh Prison, since uh, apparently Scorpia just wanted to help find them trapped dead. Not even like necessarily fight or betray the Horde by becoming a full princess, even though I feel like leaving the Horde is already enough for you to be able to train Yeah, her. like. I mean, it was. You don't get to go back after that? <laughs> no. I mean, again, with Fedora, it's like you have an oh. uh, like example here of left the Horde immediately, enemy on sight. <laughs> But yes, uh, Glimmer, like I said, channels some of Shadow Weaver's manipulation tactics by saying that they both just want to protect the people they care about, and how she too didn't fit in at first, and that Scorpia, you know, similar with that, with her feeling like she never fit in with the princesses, but that she can if she wants to, and of course, Scorpia being the lovable idiot lesbian that she is, decides to agree to help, because she just wants to help people, because that's all she wants, (laughs) And she doesn't bother to actually make an inside check on this idiot Dark Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, Scorpia. Why did you not get proficiency in that, or at least have a decent wisdom? Or just roll the d20! You might get lucky and get a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe maybe she did and she rolled a nat one. She's like, yeah, that's only up and up. (laughs) This makes sense.
0: Uh,
2: Yeah, But anyway... Dora and the others go to leave uh, the temple but Trapto wants to stay to learn, behind to learn more and she gets that whole like atrophy thing from the signal that the others did as she reflects that everything with the prince and Hordak was real confusing <laughs> but you know staying in here in her lab and like learning stuff makes sense to her But Adora just basically says, fuck this, and grabs her anyway, (laughs) just trying to run with her, and they basically start finding their way past the, like, various terrible monster things, as Enchata's also trying to, like, convince
1: Adora to let her stay. Sometimes your friends are going Uh, through bad times, and all you can do is physically pick them up and carry them away.
2: Uh, I mean, true, I mean, because otherwise Enchata was going to be killed by the vines. (laughs) But yeah. But yeah, they end up getting knocked out the platform they're on by, like, this big, like, thing that I can only describe as, like, a snake with, like, a flower head that protects its, very its face. very cute, I love this
1: snake.
2: <laughs> like, it, it's very funny when it has, like, the flower face closed, because it just looks like it has, it has like, a whooper smile yes, on its exactly. face, it looks like. It's just, it's just there being like, yeah, I'm a friend, and then it opens up and it's like, guess what, motherfucker, I'm a big snake, fuck you. <laughs> yes, I love it. I want one.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of goofy when it has its I clothes. Call it parents. But yes,
1: uh I don't know is that the it isn't. It's something. just what I want to name it when I have one for a pet. Yeah, oh, I got gotcha.
2: <laughs> Well, may- maybe maybe uh, this snake would actually uh, be more a better of an asset than the big snake that hangs out near Bright Moon that never helps.
1: <laughs> hey, you never know.
2: <laughs> I mean, this snake at least fights them. That that snake basically was just like doing its duty to- for like the queen's trial and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but Micah makes a big bubble shield to protect them As Bo tries to convince Entrapta to fight against the island's bullshit <laughs> And Eventually like Adora's like Fuck this, uh, Captain Chapter. We, work- we have a working First One ship, you want to check it out And she's like, fuck yeah, let's do this <laughs> And so immediately he- healed of her atrophy and depression <laughs> When she knows that they have a ship Even though it's like, I feel like She could still learn more by being on the island But she's immediately like convinced to go Help them out when she sees When she heals that they have a ship <laughs> And the that then whistles in her like first one's Rhino-mech thing to hold out the monsters as they escape, and she says that she'll come back for it. I don't think this thing's ever going to come up again. I don't think. <laughs> I'd be surprised if this thing came back, but I feel like it's going to be forgotten. But it's a friend! <laughs> it is a friend. It's a big like, Rhino-mecha mm-hmm. thing, but I feel like it's going to not come back to fight in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, back over in the Fright Zone, uh, Double Trouble is just like in Hordak's lab with him. More or less, just to mess with him by pretending to be She rod first, and then like when Hordeck casually threatens them with his arm cannon, uh, Double Trouble then is like, well, I did, you know, I was in Brightbeam for a while, and weird, I didn't see Entrap there, despite what I thought that uh, had happened to her, where I thought she betrayed you to go back to them. Or maybe it's just that Katra ended up lying to you, and she was actually sent somewhere else. And then, like Double Trouble's, like, "All right, peace," and just leaves. That's where that blows up his lab in anger, and actually, he cries a little bit because he realizes that Intacta didn't actually betray him, and is an asshole.
1: This is true. Because <laughs> I feel like, but also, like. He was absolutely just swinging his gun arm around and playing with it. He was just having fun. And then double throw. He was yeah. Ruin so when his day. double
2: double yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he was just like he he's very much like the you know whenever you have like a like long tube of cardboard and eventually you hold it like you're it's a fucking sword because everybody does yeah, exactly. that. That's 100% <laughs> no matter what what's no matter what age now. you are, a giant cardboard tube is always a sword, and you got to do that. <laughs> Or even, like, if you're holding a broom, eventually you're going to hold the broom and make like, <laughs> like, holding it near the top of the handle. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, we only have, like, a little bit here, like, a few, like, interspersed scenes for the ending. Uh, when they get back to the ship and Chapter immediately wants to mess with it, but Bo but, like, kind of holds her off while asking the ship to take them back to Brightmoon. And we see a bit that like Double Trouble like sends a message on their data pad and apparently it turns out that they were working with Glimmer all this time, and Glimmer let them out, and presumably Glimmer teleported them to the Horde because I guess Double Trouble has just decided to work with the rebellion now, even though <laughs> I don't know. We never got that scene obviously to know for sure, but I mean that definitely seems to be the case. What you have
1: to remember is that Double Trouble is a mercenary. They're not a Horde.
2: Operative. True, yeah, 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 they just work for whoever pays exactly. them more.
1: I guess Glimmer is just
2: all, like Glimmer's the queen, so she's just like, yeah, I can pay you more. <laughs> no, that said, like,
1: okay. it does mean that Glimmer's plan was go back to the horde and tell them we're vulnerable so we can be attacked.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, especially when Glimmer's fucking bouncing to try to get to... Maybe she, Maybe her whole thing is that if I tell the horde that we're not, like, if Double Trouble tells the horde we're not going to be there... They'll divert their forces to come after Bright Moon while well, we can sneak in better to get the Runestone. Because like, once we get that, the horde's all right. gonna die that anyway. Plus, turning Horde against Catra
1: together would get the Horde theoretically distracted enough that they could get Skorpius to, to the Runestone. But like, yeah, that also means that you're taking it's, every it's, it's kind, out it, of your kind of, and just yeah, shooting Yeah, it it,
0: it. it it it's yeah,
2: it still hinges on a lot of like. It's like one of those things where it's like you when you stop and remember like all the bullshit of the bad wizard book series where like Dumbledore apparently predicted every fucking thing that would happen. Which well, no, that's impossible. I mean, it's not even that, right?
1: She's not predicting what happened. She's using the information she has because mm-hmm. she knows that, yeah. that 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 Catra sent and trapped at a beast island. Scorpia told her that, so mm-hmm. she's using the information she has to paint a target on her own back so she can play the other objective. But like. It doesn't matter if you yeah. play the objective if you let your home base get destroyed, you
2: see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, again, like if your home base gets destroyed and your runestone gets fucked, then, well, you can't use exactly. the and also you would have no powers. And also, again, that's still is you banking on Double Trouble not immediately stabbing you in the back. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, it's mercenary, but it's like, that, that doesn't mean that Double Trouble might not decide to work with the horde again anyway. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel I like her. it's a fair it's, it's bet. A, it's a lot to hinge on, <laughs> Because at yeah. this point... Uh, okay, so if... Glimmer's plan is specifically to sow chaos in the horde and get Katra and Hordak fighting each other... Then I could see why Double Trouble would side with her, specifically because they work for pay. And if this plan works and destabilizes the horde, then obviously Bright Moon is going to be the person who pays... But that's yeah. putting an awful lot of faith in their interest in your currency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Which we have never seen, like, what people use for money in yeah, this exactly. show. <laughs> it's not like how, like, the very first episode of that House established snails. Like, even though they didn't call them snails, it's still like, they have coins. Like, have at least <laughs> money.
1: <laughs> they have bills in the first episode. Yeah, we never... <laughs> Those don't come back.
2: They do, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Again, it's one of those, like, early episodes and some weirdness things where it's, like, just, like, loose with, like, the bindle full of, like, normal-ass food. And it's, like... Or, like, episode 3 when, like, Gus has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's, like, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes. Uh, Getting back to it. uh, Glimmer and Scorpia then, like, with that all done, teleport away just as the others arrive back and, like, they find Shadow Ewer just kind of casually hanging out on the fucking throne (laughs) because why not? And she's, like... Kind of not even paying attention to them, because she's, just, like, looking at a book. She's saying, like, oh, yeah, they left. And then she looks up, finally, and she's like, oh, fuck, it's Micah. And Micah, of course, immediately tries to murder her, <laughs> which, fair. The last time he saw her, she, uh, wiped out most of the people that he knew. <laughs> and also used them to get, like, dark powers. So, it makes sense for you to immediately try to kill yeah, her. <laughs> I
0: don't blame you
2: at all. But yeah, but yeah. But yes, uh... But with all that, like, you know, like, it's just more like, where, where's Glimmer? And, like, just leave off at that, And we end instead with, like, Kordak calling Katra to his lab and then just, like, shooting a laser at her head, <laughs> but missing. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, a lot, of, a lot of people pissed at each other and a lot of fighting gonna happen, I guess, in the next episode. Yes,
1: indeed. We will pick that up next week. Um... Oh.
2: Well, like, I guess it's taking me four days from now, or five
1: days from now, well, when we record again.
2: <laughs> but for the sake of the viewer, why do I say viewer's listener?
1: For the sake of the listener, yeah, no. that's <laughs> fine. But um, I do have a couple of just very, very, very brief uh, returns to the 80s, if you don't mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yep. We don't really get any new characters here, so it's very difficult to...
2: Yeah, I've I've not really had any trivia really, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I brought up Micah's like adult voice actor at the time when we saw a young Micah just being like, oh, maybe he shows up in like a flashback. Yeah, I that's the case. <laughs> me, me lying <laughs> <laughs> because I knew
1: that he was gonna still be alive. Um, yeah, so the two things I do have for you today, when they first arrive on Beast Island, Adora tells about stories that she heard as a kid about the horrible monsters that lived on Beast Island. Uh, the things that she mentions are specifically chibbits, scruffins, and razor fins. Well, if I may, please allow me to present to you a chibbit. <laughs> because this is a thing from the 80s.
2: Yeah, fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a chibbit is a hybrid between a chipmunk it's and a it's rabbit. A
2: it's just—it's a squirrel with, like, kind of, like, halfway loppy bunny ears. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they're they just background animals. They live in the Whispering Woods. <laughs> um, a razor fin is also a thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop that here. Uh, it's a He-Man thing, specifically, not She-Ra. But at least this seems like a thing you might want to be afraid of, because it's like a sea serpent kind of thing. Oh, like yeah,
2: a... it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually something that would be a threat as opposed to a squirrel. Yeah, and this
1: also does kind of play into the joke, because when um, Bo asks if it has razor-sharp oh, fins, yeah. she says, no, it's teeth for some reason. It's because it's a sea serpent, yeah, it doesn't I'm have fins, name that. it's just a big snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the joke they're going for there. For some reason, the third thing she names, the Scruffin, is not a thing. I don't know why they didn't choose a third animal from the past She-Ra, but... Hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 '80s adventure. Sea serpent and a rabbit. Hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fun. I don't have any trivia because, again, this show ain't really a trivia yeah, show. Fair enough. And I feel like we ain't getting uh, any new voice actors introduced.
1: Um, there's gonna be. I think there's one more. No, there's definitely a few more coming up in the next season. That's right. Yeah, there's more characters. Don't worry about
2: it. Yeah, Alright then. It's weird that they would introduce new characters in the very uh, last. Isn't
1: season. it? <laughs> it's almost yeah. like introducing a couple of new kids and not giving us their name and having them invite loose to the Halloween showdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the
2: chasers, as yes. you described them. <laughs> it's it still it. It's so weird. It's like you. you Again, when they were introduced, I was like, I'm so sure these kids are going to actually be, like, important in some regard, and then they're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's weird. They got a lot yeah. of focus for entirely unimportant characters.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's
2: strange. I mean, it's like, I guess, like, I mean, you can't really consider, like, Hunter being a character introduced late, because, like, I mean, he he had, like, cameos in season one, and, like, he's properly introduced in, like, the very first yeah, season exactly. of season two. Yeah, like, it, it's different where it's like, yeah, like, Hunter's introduction makes sense compared to, like, you telling me that they're going to introduce, like, n- some new characters in Season 5, the last season of she <laughs> Um,
1: There's a very good reason for it, and it'll make sense when it happens, but it's hard for me to say anything now without spoiling stuff, <laughs> other yeah, than there right. will be new characters at the end. Um, yeah. We did not get any questions on our Twitter this week, so in the future, if you have questions, you can send those to us at usvirdoscast on Twitter or usvirdoscast at gmail.com. We are also uh, at usvirdos on co-host, because uh, Twitter is on fire currently, and who knows what it'll be like by the time this episode goes out.
2: (laughs) Yep. Constantly on fire, and that fire just seems to keep oh. getting worse over the last couple of days. So, uh,
1: weirdos on co host. We are available there as well. Uh, I will, I have not yet, but in the future, I will be cross posting uh, Chloe's question posts to the co host.
2: We should probably also at some point also post like the episode links because, like, I realized I did not have access to the co host to do that myself when I put up the previous oh. episode.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you should have access to that soon enough. I did apply to make it a, a co-managed page, but it's a small operation, so uh, we'll gotcha. see.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like every like post you see from co-host, and unlike anything, is them being like, ah, uh, yeah, we uh, we have way more people than we thought. Uh, we just like immediately jumped up to, to a larger uh, larger number of people than we thought we'd get in such a short amount of time. Uh, give us a, give us a bit. We <laughs> figure this out. Co-host is also on out though, uh, for different reasons. <laughs> yeah co-host isn't actively like you know letting a bunch of people say a bunch of fucking slurs and spreading misinformation about the election like uh another twitter another site not another twitter (laughs) i mean it is twitter but like i was i was meaning to say like another site is but then i said like another twitter (laughs) and like oh no we don't need a second twitter (laughs)
1: yeah i think that's uh i think that's what i have for today um I guess we get to put another notch on your transformation count because we do get one of those in Beast Island.
2: Yeah, I did. I did notice that, and it just again, when, nowadays whenever it happens, I'm just like, did they just have like ten seconds they need to fill <laughs> for this episode length again? Because <laughs> <laughs> it happens so infrequently, I'm just like, yeah, they, they must have had like ten seconds that they're like, shit, whether we uh fuck, throw, it in. <laughs> throw in throw that repeat for this. <laughs> it's still, it's, it's still a. I, yeah, it makes sense in this episode, especially when she was having problems earlier. I think is yeah, where you're going with exactly. that. Yeah, it's just amusing to me whenever it comes up now because i mean when we first started the show you're like oh it happens like once or twice every episode it's like no actually yeah i don't know what's
1: up with this i very clearly (laughs) remembering it happening all the time
2: i I, I mean i i I did not keep track of how many it is but i feel like we're like maybe barely in double digits now like maybe we just passed 10 or 11 or something total Yeah, compared to, like, there's, like, 52 episodes or whatever it is of she and it's, like, very much, no, not episode <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I don't
1: think I really have anything else to touch on today, do you? No, I think
2: that's it. it. You know, again, it feels weird that it's, like, so straightforward, but, like, I think it's, like, just something to do with the show in general, where it's, like, you know compared to like again it's it's weird and kind of unfair for me to compare it to owl house where we always have so much to talk about but like at the same time the entirety of season two and now these specials of owl house have been so fucking chock full of shit (laughs) just because they were like we don't have the time compared to like shira having a lot more time and also like it's again weird to think that like the show that has like a cast of like primarily like 14 year old characters has a lot more going on for like you to actually like stop and think about and make your own conclusions compared to the show about a bunch of like seven like 16 to 18 <laughs> year olds where they kind of just like straight up say the thing all together of like oh yeah it's good we're gonna be happy with us about this it's oh no our friendship might be ruined because we had a fight and it's like it, it, again, it just strikes me as like this is a show that's like made for the younger audience compared to the show with like little younger kids.
1: From what I remember, the tone changes pretty dramatically in season five. Um, don't mm-hmm. hold me to that because clearly I've been wrong about the transformation <laughs> cat <canon, but, laughs> Like just yeah, purely based say. on my memory, it it very quickly stops being the, the, the oh no, what if we aren't friends anymore? Show.
2: <laughs> okay. I mean, considering that, like, this uh, season finale is a two-parter, I imagine, like, some big shit happens at the end of the next <laughs> one. I can I can envision set setup... Like, I mean, I feel like it's like, oh, Horde Prime definitely has to show up in the end of this episode or something. Like, he he ports in and like with his, like, ships at, like, the very end or something. And it's like, all right, well, here's what you gotta deal with in the last <laughs> season. For that, throughout the entirety of it. But yeah, it's like, it's... Again, it's like, I get that this is, like, a... Uh, show with, like, a slightly younger audience in mind, even compared to Owl House, but it's like, again, it's unfair to compare, they're two different shows, one of them had way more time to do what they wanted compared to the other one getting screwed over by the (laughs) network.
1: (laughs) Well, that might be true, but I'd like to read a behind-the-scenes on she Raw because I don't know what it was like in the Netflix offices. I know for a fact mm. that ND had to push and fight and push and fight desperately to get door to be a thing. Oh yeah, I remember them talking like, about even that. Even until yeah. season five, there was no solid plan for that because Netflix wouldn't approve it.
2: <laughs> I I mean I feel like that also shows a lot in the show, considering that like since like the end of season one, it's very much been like the two of that's being like it is on fucking sight. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we are going to fight to kill next time we see each other kind of deal.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of at least see, like, the hints of, like, where they're going in that direction with, like, Catra having her repeat, uh
0: <laughs> yeah, <that exactly>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, just the repeat, uh like, bits of, like, Catra, like, uh, falling apart right. at the scenes and I feel like eventually she will maybe come around to realizing stuff, but it's, like, for the longest time, it's still like,
1: how, how did these two end up being lesbians when they <laughs> fucking hate each other? Yeah, I, I guess my point I'm trying to make is I just don't know what it was like in that pitch room, in that writing office. Because as hard as it was for yeah. them to get this one thing done, I'm curious how much they screwed with the rest of the show. Like, I think mm. Dark and Glimmer yeah. probably would have happened either way. That doesn't smell like network interference to me. Yeah, I, think yeah it might have been I, I feel like that was just. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Yeah, like I mean, it feels like this would have happened regardless because it's like I mean, a lot of this has happened because like you know, Glimmer lost her mom and she's like a teenager and definitely not as ready to lead anybody. Exactly. Yeah, and I just think they were... has a really shitty advisor that she decides to listen to as opposed to common
1: fucking <laughs> sense. If you've read any of uh, of Nate's other work, it's very much does not read the same way that the Shira episodes read. It's it's not. Oh no, I have a feeling and I am going to say that feeling out loud. So Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how much of that is actually what the writers wanted and how much of that is the network saying, No, they need to explain this.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's not like uh how like everybody knows because like I mean like uh Rebecca Sugar talked about it at length of like, yeah, season five of Steven Universe gets really cut in length because i really forced them to let me do the lesbian kiss and that's why like the lesbian kiss happens right before we get into all right time to deal with the diamonds immediately (laughs) i guess (laughs) like i mean like it goes right from that wedding episode to like the four part uh season finale of that show of like all right i guess we're gonna figure this out and spend the four episodes (laughs) of dealing with these authoritarians (laughs) oh yeah at the least like again like at least Steven universe gets that like they got to at least try to like amend that a little bit with the movie and uh the season six essentially of and Future, yeah. where it's like yeah that's all like two, it's set two years later where it's like yeah we get to see like at least like where characters are and like them adjusting and everything and also deal with like oh turns out when you have like a 12 year old uh, fighting uh, lo- uh like 6,000 year long intergalactic war <laughs> uh turns out that kind of messed them up <laughs> yeah turns out who would think that like you know having to fight fascists and stuff when you're 12 especially fascists from out of space uh makes you mess up a (laughs) a bit (laughs) it's one of the reasons why i really want to get to see me in the worst because that show like god i haven't watched like the like that show really since it ended in like oh god almost three years now it's like it ended like right at the start of the pandemic in like march 2020 because, like, it's been a long time since i watched it, and, like, there's still bits in that that I'm like, yep, this would definitely still make me cry. <laughs> thinking, thinking especially of that uh, Mindful Education episode that I watched, like, right around the time I was really starting to consider I might be trans and just bawling my eyes out, because, oh no, it turns out I wasn't listening to myself either, just like that episode is all about. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's a good show. But also fuck it, because it
1: makes me oh, cry yeah, so much. <laughs> um. Yep. I think that's pretty much it for us today, right? Like...
2: Yeah, I think so. Again, it, again, it feels like it's like weird that we're only at like an hour thirty-five, but also like the the last time we had a really long one, it was because we were talking with well, two other people. Well, that's true, but
1: even without that, we usually go to two hours. I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, I we we only had like a, like a twenty something minute like intro thing before we got into I the guess episode. That's true i mean i I had to jinx us i guess because i like retweeted the uh that tweet that was (laughs) like uh like 40 minutes into the podcast okay we should probably get into it and just retweet it being like yeah it's me and my co-host here whenever we do an episode every single time so of course this time we only had half the intro (laughs)
0: yeah
2: yeah i mean it's also like it is that like weird part of the year where it's like things slow down because i mean like it's already fucking november so it's like it's gonna be twenty twenty three before we know it. Pretty
1: fucking I mean, soon. I don't see what what influence the current month has on the length of each individual podcast
2: episode. <laughs> I, I I feel like it's just because like people like get like a little bit like less energy with it getting at this point in the year because like days are shorter.
1: Uh, speak for yourself, ADHD. I never lose energy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I guess I don't
2: either. I'm still like very much a night out all the time. <laughs> Although I mean I did I did sleep until like almost like ten thirty today because like at like five in the morning uh, I was awoken to uh, a smashing sound because uh, one of my roommates wanted to like reorganize some like paintings and stuff and I guess one fell oh, off the wall. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. And I did it, like I smashed into like a bowl and like the bowl's contents went scattered. The bowl didn't break or anything, but it's like very much a case of like. I'm pretty sure also like one of them dropped the glass last night when I was like doing my tabletop session with my friends, and so I'm like, when this happened at 5, I'm like, what fucking what, broke again <laughs> just now? Like, 12 hours, less than 12 hours later. No, this was just apparently a painting falling, okay. but still. Yeah, but then, like, too, between that and then, like, hearing when the cats scream at, like, 8 a.m. for food, like he always does, and it's like, uh, and I kind of, like, <laughs> rolled back over when my alarm went off at 9, and it's like, fuck this, I, I was up too much in the middle of the night <laughs> slash early morning. <laughs>
1: I don't know yeah, these times. Uh, I don't get up until 10.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, guess what? Uh, tomorrow you're going to effectively get to not get up until like 11 because we get the time. Uh, oh, wait. Does Canada actually do, do the next time? Oh, Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure because, like, not every country obviously does it. Like, it was especially weird when i like during that time when i was living in japan when it happened and it's like oh japan just doesn't give a fuck <laughs> so it's like i guess i gotta remember that i'm now 14 hours ahead of the east coast compared to 13 hours ahead of the east coast <laughs> that that was always uh just a fun experience whenever i was doing my tabletop group with my friends over roll 20 still because like it would still be like a friday or saturday night for them but meanwhile it'd be like 10 a.m. my time in Japan, and I'd just be in, like, pajamas, eating, like, a late breakfast, being like, yeah, I'm ready for d d Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... Start my day by, uh... Well, at the time, we were playing a superhero campaign, so it wasn't, like, uh, casting yeah. magic or anything. It was just uh, punching people as an old man in a tech business suit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alrighty, well... As weird as it is to be ending an episode at an hour 40, I think we're pretty much done here, so... If you have enjoyed yep. this episode, you can find me on Twitter at Patch underscore Jacket, assuming Twitter still exists. If it doesn't, I am also <laughs> on co-host at Nobody, because I got in early and got the good name.
2: <laughs> yep. It's, it still amuses me that you got that. It's, it's like how like one of the... Uh... One of the, like, the famous shit posters that, like, really ripped apart Republicans all the time that I follow just got at Darth <laughs> on Twitter, and it's like, that's just
1: funny. I would say, someone on the like, post called he... Xenohort just started following me, and I am a little nervous about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want to deal with Xenohort all the time. He's definitely going to try to, like, uh, make you part of his, like, whole thing of having 13 people fight to make a big, stupid fucking key sword that has, like, uh two sides on like two like key handles on the, the side for the handle <laughs> oh, yeah. the the key the key the key blade uh in that case key with like the greek letter for key mm-hmm. not key as in key key is a really fucking dumb design and it's a stupid thing and just again another example of Nomura and the team at square nix had no fucking plans past the first game <laughs> <Kingdom> of hearts <laughs> Well, not not true. They act. They definitely had the idea of nobodies in plan for like the people that like survive in some regard of not of getting turned into heartless. But it's like, not past that. <laughs> they had that in plan just for like chain of memories in terms of like the organization people showing up. But past that, they had no fucking plans of like unversed and like z- actual old man Xehanort <laughs> and the fucking uh, key blade with the other key and like the fucking master of masters. There's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, in Yeah, sounds of like. <laughs> They've got, they've gotten so far away from Goofy kid wearing Mickey Mouse sneakers, fights with Donald and Goofy, to fight monsters of darkness. <laughs> it's, still, I mean, it's still that, but less so nowadays. <laughs> nowadays, it's that kid doing a lot of murder of people I see, <laughs> who are dude. bad, in bad in, in quotation marks with a question mark of like, are they bad? It's like, yeah, they kind of got fucked over too. <laughs> but yeah. I digress. Uh, if you don't want to hear about Kingdom Hearts bullshit on my, <laughs> on social media, I'm still at Cloyfield chaos on Twitter for the moment and at Phil on co-host. Probably there's going to be a lot of posts about Splatoon because they're doing the uh, Splatfest themes of the Pokemon <laughs> types. Unfortunately, because of is best type with the starter type, I had to deal with Quaxi on the back of my shirt. Even though Quaxi sucks, <laughs> he's the least in- he's the least interesting of them. But but they specify what type would you want the partner Pokemon? It's just that this is a crossover Scarlet and Violet, so they just have like Brigitte, though and Quaxie on the back I of the shirt. You believe you had a prop like on your
1: shirt? That's terrible. <laughs> Propaganda.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can at least maybe pretend that it's just a Louie duck instead of a comic <laughs> duck. <laughs> I mean, the Louie duck definitely has, like, kind of similar energy uh, as Quaxley, I feel, <laughs> in just being, like, the scatterbrain. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, as much as I'm like, Ah, but put and and is so much better, but at the same time, I just like water-type starters better than fire and grass, for the most part, because water is just always useful. <laughs> Grass has too many weaknesses, and, like, fire... I feel like with fire, I always find, like, a fire type that's more interesting me than the starter itself. That's probably fair. I don't know. It's like how I... I yeah. It's like how I like Syrian Arcanine more than Hisurian Typhlosion. And I didn't know that's gonna cause a fight with you, because I know you like ghosts. <laughs> I mean,
1: Hisurian Typhlosion is the best, is the thing. <laughs> it's, like, one of the best Pokémon. <laughs> He does look at
2: least, like, pretty content and stoned out of his mind, and will give him that. <laughs> I feel like everybody can at least agree that, like, this is, like uh, assuming the sidui is just kind of weird, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Like, regular desidui looks perfectly fine, but the sidui looks strange, I think. It's probably, like, the weird, like, hat they gave yeah, him. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's... I don't know what yeah. that guy's deal He just looked,
2: he looked way... Yeah, he does look way better just having like a like Robin Hood aesthetic to him with like the the hood, the hood thing of feathers and having the bow and I agree, and stuff. he looks better with He when still, the still the bow as he's doing it still. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. Stealth <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Not Dead Archer. <laughs> that's, that's I feel like why they meant more of Grass ghosts compared to being an actual undead I spirit. I don't or like something.
1: the rules. He's a ghost. He's dead. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
2: there... No, I guess most other ghosts I'm thinking ever like... Uh... I guess it, Rotom isn't technically dead, right? Rotom says plasma. Rotom's
1: dead. It's possessing things.
2: <laughs> Is it? Uh I guess. <laughs> I guess I saw it more like the uh, the lightning gremlin from Gremlins 2 that can like get inside phones and stuff. <laughs> I mean it loses its ghost typing as of like gen five. And it becomes like the other type, and for some reason still to this day we still have electric flying Rotom with Levitate. <laughs> Why have they never fixed that? I get that it would be weird to have to change the ability for it for just one case, but like just change it to like be like electric steel or something. I don't know. That'd be useful to have levitate on because it would not, it gets rid of its quagmire. It's ground. But I get that it's like a fan, so they want it to be flying. But still, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm still divided on whether I'm getting Scarlet invited. I got to be honest, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, to your preference, I suppose. I will, at the very yeah. least, be holding off until I come back to America, because video games are $90 here in Canada.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I <laughs> would do it. <laughs> do
1: you know when that happens? Um, Scarlet and Violet? Isn't that next month? No, no,
2: uh, no, that when you... No, it's kind of better out in, like, two weeks. I, I meant more, like, when you return. Oh, you're well, I mean, I'll
1: be down there for Christmas, so...
2: Oh, oh right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like, you're on the release on the 18th, I know that. Um, yeah. Uh.
1: So, can I yeah. ask, uh. Pokemon. Quote, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: <laughs> did I you? Okay, did I'm sorry. I thought I
1: thought we got <laughs> yeah. diverted worse than that. No, no,
2: because I, talk- no, I was talking about how my Twitter is probably going to be filled with Splatoon stuff because of the Pokemon Splatfest, yeah. So we talking okay, about yeah, because we got distracted
1: and then you <laughs> did your thing and then we got distracted again. I forgot you did your thing in the middle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean that's that's what we always do in our defense. We're always like, I guess we're gonna end now and then we spend forty minutes talking about LM Musk. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is the thing that happens. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, um Pokemon is happening. Uh not for me though. <laughs> and I guess we will catch y'all next week. Uh, assuming the internet still exists and no one has bought it and burned it down <laughs>
2: <laughs> no promises there <laughs> with the record that we're going
1: <laughs> yes indeed but until next time I think there's not much left to say but uh, remember us weirdos, weirdos have, to, to, have stick to stick together, together. bye, bye. bye.